Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? Gibberish, or do you really know what you're talking about? Well, I've, I've come up with a brand new tally. Oh, right. I've decided yeah. this is a tally that's just for me. It's not for you, because you, being the much bigger Who fan, you've watched every second there's ever been of Doctor Who. Yes. Whereas I haven't. And this story tonight is uh, one that I, I, have, I have never seen before. Oh, have you never seen it? I thought you had seen it and just sort nope. of wiped it. No, no, no. There, there you, were two you, things... You were, you were drunk on Baileys and... Uh, I don't care how onions. drunk on Baileys I am. There were two things that were putting me off of this. Number yep. one is in all the trailers and that, it's like, uh, yeah, the Doctor meets the real Father Christmas. And it's yep. like, nope. And the second was that it was Nick Frost playing... Him. Yeah. And so I you don't like Nick Frost. I don't I like I don't him at all. Him. I think he's alright. He, ex excuse my language, but he gets on my tits. Yeah. Um, I don't mind Simon Pegg, but alas, it's like Laurel Nardi. Um, if you've got one, yeah. you have to have the other. I, I don't even know if I would have been able to watch the rebooted Star Treks if Nick Frost had been in it as really? well as Simon Pegg. I can't stand the bloke. Yes, because I, I, I think, I think. Nick Frost is possibly a better actor than Simon Pegg. No, there's, I, there's just, I don't know if yeah. he's a, I don't know about that. I, I, he's, he's just, there's something about him. Yeah. It's a bit like the old David Walliams thing as well. There's a bit of yeah. smugness there, and uh, mm, yeah. on a, on the Danny Dyer scale, I'd put Nick yeah. Frost about an eight. Really? Wow. Well, so yeah. He's cool. Yeah. We'll have, what we'll have to do is. Um, for one of our Patreon-only uh, podcasts, is do actors you hate top oh. top ten actors you hate. Oh, I've got lots. Yeah, I've got lots. Oh, that's we a very good it, one. Yeah. I think that'd be a good one. We could call it the Danny Dyer scale. Yeah, yeah, and and then another time, you know, just to be balance things up, we'll do a positive one and our yeah. our favourite actors. Right? Favourite actors. Yeah. That would be interesting as well. Yeah, because that that would be difficult. What am I looking at? Footage from a week ago. A side expedition from our main mission. What is your main mission? Long story. Ice cave directly beneath this base. Now, look at what we found. Dormant at first. Until you looked at them too long. Until you thought about them. Exactly. Sleeping. Probably been down there for centuries. And it wakes up when you think about it. They can detect their own mental picture in any nearby mind. That's Bellows' theory. It's like it responds to the presence of any data concerning itself. Well, that was always the legend. You think about a dream crab, and dream crab is coming for you. This is where it gets really nasty. Only now. Okay, then what? They're a bit like face huggers, aren't they? Face 
Huggers. No, you know. Alien. The horror movie, Alien. There's a horror movie called Alien. That's really offensive. No wonder everyone keeps invading you. First, they just slept. A couple of days just lying there. And then they became aggressive. If we got close enough, yeah. It would take the dream crab a little while to take control. Depends how much of the host brain was. Was what? Digested. So, so this new tally I've come out uh, up yes. with is called the I'm Out Tally. You're out. Oh, okay. So every time they do something or say something, that's the point where you go, that's it. He lost right. me. I'm out. Right. That so, sort of thing. Yeah. so, so yeah, I, I, I never watched this story um, because of those two reasons. But then if you think the whole point of the I'm out tally is let, I, I will think and pretend, right, that yeah. I've come, I've started watching this story. I've come in late, right? So I haven't seen the bit before. Yeah. Are there any moments in this story who go, no, that's it, I'm out, and turn the TV off or okay. switch so, channels? Yeah, so let, right. let's pretend you're, you're, when was this, 2015, 2016, something like that, whatever it was, you're sat there watching telly, Chris, it's Christmas Day, you're full of you're full of food and, you know, tipple. Yeah. So you're, you've switched it on, you go, oh, I, I, I like Doctor Who, let's yeah. sit and watch it. I imagine then the first, first of this tally is when uh, Nick Frost's name comes up in the... No, let's let's assume. I mean, the tally is at zero at the moment, yeah. right? Oh no, no, we get a, we get a pre-credit sequence, don't we? In this? We do, we do. Yeah. So I have. Let, let's just pretend I haven't seen the trailer at all. All I know is it's called Last Christmas. It's the okay. Christmas special of, of whatever year, 2015, whatever. So it, I sit so down. Start, yeah, it starts off. You switch on. It starts off. Uh, Clara in pajamas in bed. I don't think you're out. At that Not point, a bad right? thing. No, 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 I'm invested. They could have been a bit more. You know. Less sensible, put it that yeah. way. That would have been nice. That would have been a Christmas present for the dads, wouldn't it? It would, yes, yeah. I mean, th- this this is going to be a very difficult one for us to uh, critique as far as continuity, etc. Um, because it's one of those uh, horrendous, uh, it was all a dream. Yeah. So it's going to be difficult for us to say, well, the Doctor doesn't do this, or because it's all in imagination. But we'll try. So, yeah, so, so yeah, it's, it starts off, she, she hears something. Mm-hmm. Uh, upstairs, she's got a lovely house for being a teacher. A teacher's really well paid. You know some teachers. They are you? well paid. Oh bloody are hell! They? You you see the, the 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 cars in the car park. Good lord! Really? Yeah, <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Layabouts, aren't they? Eh? Six months off in the summer. Well it, I think it, yeah. because it's quite a posh school. Um, yeah. The the pay reflects that. I mean, the six formers yeah. when they start learning to drive, I can't afford really? what they they're given by mummy and daddy. You know. Oh. Good grief. Bloody class system. Because um, <coughs> originally what, I was watching this and I thought, oh, okay, th- she's in this Victorian Dickensian sort of house. It's a dream. This is what she wants. But then later on when we're in the real world, air quotes, uh, she's in the same house. So, yeah, so she she's in this lovely house. It's snowing because, of course, it does because it's the BBC and every BBC programme, it snows on Christmas Day. She hears something above. She goes up to the... Up to the uh, the roof, and uh, and she sees two elves. Essentially, one of them being Strax. Yeah, it's old Starky, yeah. isn't it? Um, Tell by his teeth straight away, can't you? Yeah, yeah. It's two elves who are having reindeer yeah. problems. We have what looks like Richard Attenborough 
to begin with, but no, yes. there's Nick Frost as yes. Santa. Well, I, I thought that was quite clever because because later on we find out all of this fantasy is driven by some films that one of the characters watched, and the fact that she was watching the the remake of uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, I think yeah, he do, he does a great. If they if they wanted to replace. Uh, which you know, Attenborough in Jurassic World or whatever. Nick Frost, he looks apart. You know, he does. He's, look, he's yeah, that good. beard is spot on, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. My, um, I won't say it's a, a, an out point for me, but one of the things that instantly annoys me is it's a Stephen Moffat script, and therefore everyone talks in that Stephen Moffat Buffy way. Mm-hmm. Um, so immediately we get pop culture references and sarcastic one-liners from the elves, and then we get them from Santa. And it's like, already my teeth were starting to grind. Yep, comedy first, gold yeah. this is not. This is my no. first I'm out. Because yes. if I hadn't known Nick Frost was in it, if I hadn't known that we Would were going to have comedy elves, oh. it's like, oh no, you know. no. And no, I, no. I've, got, I've got nothing against the Doctor meeting Santa. I think it's an interesting story there. I mean, Hartnell met Santa in the comics mm. uh, and helped him produce his toys. Uh, I've nothing against that, um, despite the cop-out they do here. Um, but yeah, I it's like the fact that, and what annoyed me as well is all of Santa's dialogue implies he has no knowledge of humans. Mm. So he's saying things that you would expect an alien to do, and it's the same Moffat humor, you know. It's like, oh, he's misunderstood that. Oh. But why is Santa? Santa has been doing this for two thousand years or whatever. He know he's he knows enough to get the right toys when yeah. he, later on he's talking to people and he knows their entire history how come he's getting basic things about humans wrong because well, the because Stephen Moffat writes this character as the doctor yeah yeah, yeah, know, yeah. that was an interest I thought they, they could have done something interesting there where the Santa sort of saying where's me the doctor who do you think did this bigger on the inside you know I mean they could have played with it like that yeah but they chose not to no but that's a very good point it's all a dream, therefore Stephen yeah. Moffat can write anything, anything he, wants. he wants. It yeah, doesn't need to make sense. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. You could have got, you could have really played with this um, and and sort of gone out of your way to make this an interesting thing, but no, it, it still sticks close to the air quotes formula. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the Doctor arrives. In a um, hoodie. I still don't hoodie, like him yeah. in a hoodie. Looks wrong, doesn't it? A man of that age in a hoodie. Um, <coughs> and he sort of says, uh, come with me, Clara, you got to come with me, blah, blah, blah. And I'd forgotten this this whole plot point is he had dumped Clara, hadn't yeah, he? Yeah, point. she's been away yeah. for yes. some reason. I don't... I, I don't. I can't remember why. Because, I, I mean, they did, weirdly, this is, um, this is very parallel with the one we did last week, wasn't it? So lots and lots of... Uh, uh, of, of sort of dreamy stuff and also this plot point of the character the companion is not with the doctor or is about to not be with the doctor but then they immediately uh make that pointless by going next door yeah you're there actually yeah we, it's just it's just headline getting in it mm. you know the the companions leaving no they're not um yeah but in this one yeah so she's been away she's she's fell out with the doctor we might even have covered one of these stories i can't remember I don't she, know what she, came yeah. before this. Um, oh, it might have been... Wasn't it the one where the Brigadier turns into a Cyberman? Did the Brigadier turn into a Cyberman? Yeah, I don't oh, remember. Well, it was, spoilers. Uh, spoilers, sorry. 
they they did this story where which was really inter interesting where um the dead they they're starting to get messages from the dead um and it turns out that what what happens to your body and it's really interesting and they binned it off about 20 minutes in and said oh, actually no it's the master or missy uh uses dead bodies on earth to create cybermen and it turns out the brigadier's dead body is dug up and turned into a cyberman oh it sounds wor it, it it's worse than it sounds believe me well, we've got that to look forward yeah. to when yes. we do our, some point, yeah. um, our millennial Cybermen, I suppose. Yes. Yeah, all right. So do you really believe in Santa Claus, he goes? And yeah. there, there they go. Off they go in the TARDIS. Um, and, yeah, base under siege almost. Base yes, in yeah. trouble, isn't it? Um, yeah. And, and, again, it's one of these where, because of the nature of this story, you can forgive, or you have to forgive, all the bits that don't make sense. So this is a contemporary Arctic base or Antarctic, uh, and it is more like a futuristic science fiction base. Why is it so high technical? It's all made up. But yeah, you know, th these are the, this is a, a, a base uh, in the Antarctic. Which whenever anyone says, "What are you here for?" they go, "That's a long story." Mm. Which I got the feeling that's perhaps what Stephen Moffat says in meetings when people ask him, yeah, okay, in, in your script, why is the Doctor doing this? Oh, it's a long story. Yeah. Just never tell us anyone. Um, Maybe that's a meta thing then. It could be, yeah. It could, well, it could, it could be a meta thing, yeah. Perhaps that is what happens and he was just saying that, you know, uh, I'll tell you later. Maybe. Um, he, that yeah. wasn't meant to be in the script. It, that, yeah. that was just something he had written down as a scribble. Could be, yeah. Yeah, someone um, had put on notes on it and he had just answered it on it. And they were, yeah, must be in the script. yeah, someone was dictating. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and this this could have been a great sort of thing-style uh, episode. But the trouble is, of course, we meet the uh, the supporting cast and they're all stock Moffat characters, aren't they? Aren't they? Including uh, old Patrick's yeah. boy. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, we we get a trout, and I can never remember which one, David or the other one. Um, I think it's, it's the other trout, one. Yeah, um, who really does nothing. But yeah, you, you've got the the uh, middle-aged white male that says inappropriate things in a comedy way and gets misunderstood. Yeah. You've got the uh, uh, sort of. Slight, slightly older than normal female scientist that's actually super sensible and everyone should listen yeah. to her and then you've got the uh, ace character uh, the um, Rose character which is the uh, working class young girl Chav that for some reason yeah Chav we're, and we're for some reason meant to look up yeah. to um, none of them are interesting at all big surprise for me here because you know if this was made you know seven years ago that's the girl from andor the chav is it all oh, right yeah of course yeah you gave up no, on andor I, I didn't you yeah no yeah no so she yeah. she's pivotal basically she's yeah. mom moth's sister oh right and oh. she's got two lives she's like this this uh rebel terrorist but then yeah. she's up there with the hoi polloi on coruscant and it's yeah. the same girl it's like is that the girl from andor and the more she spoke and it's like it is, but she's aged quite a bit. She must right. have been, you know, late teens or something, I suppose, yeah. when yeah, uh, I when they made this. Late teens, early twenties. Yeah. Tops. This I, I, again, as you say, this is all a dream, so it can't make yep. sense. My 
the thing that I've, I've written down is four sleepers in the infirmary that mustn't wake up. Yeah. You mustn't look at, uh, at them or think about them. So why is that girl going in there then? Why is she um, in the infirmary? Well, when they ask later on, the answer is it's a long story. They don't know, do they? That's one of the things that kicks the doctor off as to why were you doing all this? Um, trouble is, it, it's also very lazy for the audience, isn't it? The, the writers being lazy here because it's like they can't. It's just a, a way of getting someone to creep through. I mean, what I don't understand is why are these uh, face huggers? Let's call them what they are. Um, so they they found they found something in the ice in a cave. Dug it up, yeah, because because she had been watching the thing, so. Dug it up in a case. It had face huggered one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, then, or face huggered four of them. Then they'd been put into the infirmary. But these people now know that these these creatures are going to attack them. But why? Mm. Because it's it's a single face hugger and it's eating this person. It's not going to leave that person to start eating you. So where, a where are all these face huggers coming from? And B, why are the people in the bed attacking them? It's so we get the same old, the same old modern Doctor Who monster. It's the silence. It's the ood. Yes. Someone that walks slowly towards you, looking a bit, yeah, manky. Um, but th- this makes no sense either. That these creatures have somehow evolved, where they are, they only know you're there if you think about them. Yeah, or if you look at them. Yeah, this is very Stephen Moffat, isn't it? This is yes, such a yeah. Moffat thing. Oh, this this is this is all of Moffat's plot points in one story. And that might be why it's so hard to stomach because it is it's an overload of Moffat. So it depends on whether you, if you like Moffat's style of writing, um you're going to you love it. Love this. Yeah. yeah. Go, oh, this this is so familiar. Um I think when he when he wants to, he can be a really good writer, but he is, I think he, he's quite lazy. Um, but yeah, so, A, uh, where are all these things coming from? Before we get to that yeah. bit, right, we have my I'm out tally oh, number, okay. oh, yeah. number two, wow. which wow. is when Bloody Slade comes on and oh, that yeah. girl starts dancing. Yeah. And I've written... Again, sorry for the language. Oh fucking hell, make it stop because that <laughs> just went on and on this and is, on. Um, this is something that affects who even to this point, isn't it? Rara Rasputin. Yeah. In the latest one, um, it's a way of. I mean, I, I shudder to think how much that song cost them to get the rights to. Um, but I think we're meant to, as an audience, go, "Oh my god, this is so clever. This is brilliant." But yeah, you just go, you cringe, like, oh. and so. To stop this person thinking about these lethal face huggers, uh, if you play music, because Slade is obviously so, uh, it draws you in so much um, that you immediately forget that you're in danger. Would that work if you if if you were in the most dangerous situation you've ever encountered in your life? be it anything and but suddenly Slade starts coming no, on the road. Do I, you forget about the danger that you're in? No, I. This time of year, you go shopping and all that you can hear is Slade, mm. but you don't immediately go, oh, I feel 
safe and comforted, I'll forget about shopping. You just go, fucking. Yeah, sorry, Noddy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's not a bad song. We all, if you're in a car journey and it's Christmas. You... And you hear it once yeah. in the 1970s. <laughs> if you've yeah. ever worked in retail, these Christmas songs just, they're like drills into your head. Like, perhaps that equates why it's, it's the equivalent of an alien creature drilling in to drink your brain. This story, um, right, is called Last Christmas. Yes. Right? This do makes you, no sense either. No, it doesn't make any sense, but yeah. do you think they actually tried for the rights for the yes. Wham song, but it was too expensive, so yeah. they went I to Slade th- instead? I think you're spot on. I put that in my notes. It's like, why haven't they used Last Christmas? Uh, they couldn't afford it. Because that yeah. girl would have yeah. danced just as craply to Last yeah. Christmas as, you know, Slade. Yeah, so it's just, yeah, it, it makes no sense. Um, but then they all stop to have a chat about these creatures. The creatures have got up and are, are surrounding them. But they're all thinking about the creatures, and at one point I think the doctor goes, oh, we're thinking about them again. What? Why were they not attacking when they were talking about them? Yes, that's just, a very, yeah. that's a very good point. Yeah. I suppose, again, uh, it's a long story. <laughs> but then the door blows in, and this this is the point where originally watching it, I went, oh. God. Yeah, this is my this, leave yeah. leave number three yeah, point. I don't the blame, tangerine I agree bomb. With you on this one. Yeah, the tangerine bomb. Uh, Santa comes in, and we've got the two elves trying to do macho talk in a comedy manner. Um, and this is the point where uh, Santa goes from being Santa to he kn- he. The implication is he knows exactly what's going on, isn't it? And it's like mm. he doesn't later on. So why is he? Because he it's like he goes that you're in the you're in the South Pole or North Pole, wherever Santa's meant to come from. You're you're at the pole. Uh, who else do you think's going to turn up? Um, it. But how is this connected with the the scene with Clara meeting him on the rooftop? So the, as the Doctor travelled in space but not time, what I don't get how, the, other than it's a story, how this all is meant to slot together, why why doesn't Clara go, it's Santa again? Or, mm. you know, why, why is there no surprise that he's there from well, the Doctor? Well, you've got this get-out-of-jail-free card, yeah. haven't you? Of, it's, it's all always, a dream. It's all a dream. It's like the um, North Pole is actually a pole. It's a stripy yeah. pole. Yeah. Um, which is just terrible uh, that whole sequence because they, they decide that they they escape because it's a long story but they escape and then they decide that the Doctor and it, I do like you know I like uh, these metaphysical sort of discussions as to what is reality how do we know we're not a vat a brain in a vat you know hard solipsism we can't solve it so they decide to solve it by going uh, we're going to question Santa and the elves to see if there's any hole in their story, and that will prove whether we're uh, we're imagining it or not. And it's like no, because if you're in a dream, it doesn't matter, does it? Whatever answer they give, mm. it's, it's it's madness. Um, but they get this comedy sequence of them questioning Santa and the elves, and it's like this isn't as funny as I think it probably sounded on the day they were writing. I it. didn't find it funny. No. Um, I tell you what, my teeth were grinding quite a bit yeah. through it, but the, the the takeaway from this story is I wasn't as irritated by Nick Frost as no, I, I thought I, he was going I to be. Say, I, I, I wholeheartedly uh, 
support that you don't like it. I thought he was very good in this, and, and Anne sort of said he makes a really good Santa. So, yeah, I'd like to see him in... You know, I was expecting him to be more like he is when he's teamed yeah. up with Simon Pegg. Yeah, he looks good, and he... Yeah, I'd, I'd have quite liked it if he hadn't have been made up. Or, you know what I mean? They could have done so much more with it. And he, he's he's acting his little heart out, bless him. Um, it'd be good, actually, in a remake of Miracle on 34th Street if the BBC ever decided to do one. Except they'd have to set it in uh, Birmingham on the council estate. And, of course, as he gets older, that's just going to make yeah. him even more yeah. appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Well, he doesn't need a pad in now, does he? Yeah. What do you think about this oh-so-hilarious line of they're a bit like facehuggers? Yeah. Well, when I first watched it, when you when you first watch it and you you're not sort of you don't know that it's all a dream anyway and it's basically uh, Stephen Moffat had seen Inception and thought that was the height of cleverness. So when they first said it and I thought yeah you, they're trying to get around the fact that they they are just face huggers and if you if you say it yourself that somehow takes the curse off it and it's like if you if you've got a lumbering monster and you make a line about oh they lumber a bit that's meant to go oh okay no I accept it now. I, I think it's it's mad. Also, I don't get this much much touted joke from the Doctor where he says uh, you've got a horror film called Alien. No wonder everyone hates you. I don't get that. No. What what? Because Alien is just the word. It, yeah, it means something. Yeah. It you know it just it's silly. Uh, also. Don't remind your audience of a film they'd rather be watching. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's dangerous I've, ground, that. I've got two comments on that. Yeah. Number one, to me, they're not facehuggers. You will know what I mean by this, because yeah. I know you've seen it, but uh, the second Suicide Squad film, yeah, you had look, a villain yeah. called Starro, who's a giant yeah. starfish, and his ploy is... You've got these smaller yeah. uh, uh, starfish which wrap around your face and you become a drone for yeah. the the giant creature. So they're more starros than facehuggers. That's number yeah. one. Number two, if the film Alien exists in the world of Doctor Who, that means John Hurt, yep. who is the yep. war doctor, <laughs> is somehow in it as well. How does that work well, then? Well, so... This is why I think, uh, I don't know whether it's Stephen Moffat or whoever, one of the three showrunners, introduced the, oh, the, the Doctor can choose any face he wants. Because now they can go, well, yeah, the War Doctor was a fan of the actor James... Uh, John, John Hurt, Hurt in Alien. Yeah, and so therefore made himself look like it. They can get around, yeah, they can get around anything with that now. But yeah, the, the, the minute they start bringing up real-life pop culture references, it blows... Certainly to me, it blows my suspension of disbelief, which is already barely hanging on, uh, straight away, because there's always an actor that's been in Doctor Who. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and the whole musical thing, I mean, here we've got Slade, you yeah. know, uh, Jodie Whittaker, Rasputin, but of course, it's not a new thing, because the Doctor had the Beatles, did that's he not? True. And And Ian yeah. bopping away to it. Um, it does. It, it's just merging our world with this fantasy world a bit too yeah. much, isn't it? Well, I mean, to the point where you know, in that same era, when in Dalek's Master Plan, the original idea was to use to cross over with Z cars, uh, mm. Dixon and Doc Green, one of the the, the shows. Um, 
and the the basically the, the producers went mm, no no let's not because it, it it throws up so many issues um but yeah it at this point this is where i started thinking oh, there's got to be more to this this is obviously not real mm. you know what i mean um, well clara shortly gets grabbed yes. and nabbed and she wakes up she's in her sensible gym jams with with danny yeah but she keeps getting these blackboard messages, um, you know, warnings, you know, yeah. that you're dreaming and stuff. Um, and uh, the doctor has to get into this dream that she's dreaming. Yeah. He's got to get in there with Dreamy Danny. So he does that by getting nabbed himself by one yeah. of these things. But by doing that, he goes into her dream somehow. Yeah, because we find out later on that all these people... And I don't know why these creatures do it, because it's not just in the dream world, in supposedly real life, if we've inceptioned out into the real world. I mean, the entire rest of the history of Doctor Who might be still a dream. We don't know. Um, <laughs> it could explain a lot. But we find out that these these uh, four or five people, or eight people, however many people were on this base, it was four, wasn't it? Because the Doctor makes a big play of it later on. Um, they're all from different places on in England. It's lucky, isn't it? That they, you know that's where the aliens attacked again. Um, but somehow, psychically, their dreams are linked, and they all share in the same dream. But what that makes no sense. Why not just have individual dreams? Why are these things linked psychically? Psychically, and why in this dream sequence does the Doctor need to be next to Clara and holding onto her hand? Because it sort of makes out, oh, the Doctor's doing this. So by holding her hand, he's using some sort of Time Lord connection to go into it. Nope, that's exactly how they all happen. Hmm. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense. No, no. They were all got earlier, weren't they? When all the facehuggers yes. um, or Starrows dropped off the ceiling. Yeah. Um, and and they, the Doctor proves it by books. All go to page yeah. 27 or whatever. What is the first word? And it's their subconsciousnesses. They, yeah. Deep, deep down, they know that this is... This is also Inception, isn't it? You, you yeah. deep oh, down, so you yeah, know um, that you're asleep yeah. and your mind is resisting it. Um, yeah, this 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 whole sequence doesn't it is meant to be very clever, but it makes no sense. From a, the Doctor bases this on there's eight people here, but only four handbooks. Therefore, it's the same four people. Well, I've worked in a few places where you're lucky if you've got one handbook between the entire <laughs> employee base. So I don't get that. And then the doctor goes, okay, let's. this is a random thing. He thinks they're in a dream, so this is a random thing. But he thinks the crabs are controlling the dream, so why wouldn't the crabs allow for this? Mm. So the first person goes, the word is everyone. Immediately the crabs just change reality, that that's the word in everyone's book. Yes. It, I don't yeah, understand these dream sense. crabs. These no. dream crabs are, are like parasites which, yes. which lay on a victim and dissolve them while they're having a happy dream. Yeah. But how, how did they get to Earth? Did they pilot a spaceship? These well, are just we, blobs. We never ever find out how they got to Earth. And the doctor at the end just goes, eh. These it's four, a long story. Yeah, these, <laughs> these four people's dreams were linked, plus mine and Clara's. Were there anyone else? Should, should I worry about these crabs? Should I alert any? Nah. Don't bother. Um, yeah, I don't know how these things uh, got to Earth. I don't know how they've evolved to have this 
this survival trait. Because I'm presuming, because <laughs> like last week we had the um, we had the Minotaur that had to have it. They thought it was eating fear, but it was actually eating faith. Uh, faith. But this one, they're just eating the brain. Yeah. So they're just a they, food source. Yeah, they jump on you. Give you a lovely dream you to keep coma. you still. Yeah. Is that what the dream's for? In which case, why make the dream about four people stuck in a base with their friends being face-huggered? Yeah. Why not give everyone the equivalent of uh, Clara's dream? Yeah. And surely why if you're... put everyone together to be able to talk? <laughs> Another big question is, yeah. how do they come out of it just by holding hands? I don't know. And then, as soon as the face-hugger falls off, it... Uh, Turns to dust. Yeah, God bless bless us, everyone. Somebody goes. Yeah. Um, oh dear. Yeah, the, but Santa was on Clara's roof before our story yes. started because it's a long story. It's a long story. That's a yeah. nice get out clause again. Um, the f- we, we then find out that the four in the infirmary are the four that the doctor yep. and Clara have met. So is the doctor in the TARDIS and Clara in her flat? Clara's in her flat because the doctor goes back at the end, and she's and we been assume got. that's reality. But yeah, so these crab people have nabbed someone in, say Birmingham, someone in London, someone in somewhere else, but also the doctor on an alien planet. The doctor in the TARDIS and Clara yeah. well, in the doctor's her... not in the TARDIS, is he? Because he keeps waking up. Even the final time when we think we must be in reality, he wakes up outside the TARDIS on that moon. So oh yes, how have they? I mean, are they psychically linked across galaxies? How did they do the Doctor at the same time as everyone else? Why? It's a long story. Long story. Yeah. But you know what? Um, that's what writing's for. Mm. If you if you can't justify this, don't put in uh, lines like, oh, it's a long story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. have another eggnog. My uh, my number four I'm out is the Return of the Elves. The whole no, who you're going to call? Yeah. Um, I find it hilarious that they can only afford three CGI reindeers. Oh god, the reindeers are terrible, aren't they? Yeah, and they've only got three of them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty certain uh, there was a few more. Mm. Oh, and <laughs> all this flying through the sky and the Doctor oh. taking the reins. It's like, oh yeah. my god, this is Doctor Who. This is really our Doctor yeah. Who. I'm riding a sleigh, yippee ki goes the Doctor. Yeah, yeah. Mm. What, so I'm presuming that's a reference to Die Hard and Is Die Hard a Christmas Movie. Um, but that wasn't one of the films she was watching. So we have to assume at some point the Doctor, Doctor <laughs> Who, has sat and watched Die Hard. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, Alan Rickman would have made a good doctor, don't you think? He would have, yeah. He would have been I brilliant, think. especially as... It, it, he was always touted, wasn't he, in yeah. when when Doctor Who finished in uh, sort of mid to late 80s. Yeah, he was always, every time the sun did a uh, Doctor Who's going to be revived, it was always Alan Rickman. Yeah. I, I, I want to see him as the Sheriff of Nottingham version of yeah, Alan Rickman. <laughs> that would be good, yeah. He would have made good master as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we also learn that time travel is possible in dreams. Yeah. Um, so let's swap numbers, they go. Um, yeah, how does that work? I have no idea. Because yeah, the doctor says um, we might not all be in the same time zone. So these crabs can not only psychically link across the universe, 
but through all of time and space. How come they haven't wiped out everything? Hmm. Yeah, just, and why aren't these ever mentioned again? No, yeah. no, never mentioned again. And and we we rapidly find out that um, that the Santa Claus this this entire story is is again a writer's room ideas pitch in it. They go, it's Christmas story. What what Christmas stories haven't we done so far? He's never met Santa. Oh, okay, Santa's in it. Yeah. Uh, what what relevance does Santa have to the plot? Yeah, bugger all. Well, as long as he's in it. Sleigh ride. Yeah, Santa has nothing to do with any of this. It doesn't turn out that Santa is actually real no. and is a time lord. That would have been good. Have him turn out to go, Doctor, you don't recognise one of your own. Or my doctor go, that's why your bag's bigger than... You know what I mean? You could have had real fun with this, but no, he's literally just a figment of someone's imagination. Presumably uh, uh, the girl that was watching the films. Because mm. she, wake, she wakes up no one, no one, no one shows any surprise that there's a dead crab that turns no. to dust next to him. I mean, especially like the woman in the bed, and it falls off and it goes poof. I think I'd be mildly annoyed that my pillow is now covered in soot. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, nothing, nothing. We see her. We see the Andor girl. We don't yeah. see old Troughton, though, do we? No, no, we never see him. I'm presuming he died. Did he? Because, yeah, because he got dragged through the television. Oh, he set. got caught, pulled through the yeah. monitor, didn't and he? And the doctor said, "There's nothing else we can do. He's gone." So I'm presuming he's dead. No one gives a oh, toss. Oh, okay. So somewhere, somewhere in Britain on Christmas night, assuming it's not time travel, um, yeah, he's dead. His With... kids are going to get up Christmas morning, come in. He's going to have soot all over his face to look like he's been partaking in blackface. Dead on his bed. Mm. It's not. The doctor couldn't give a, a rat's ass. Hmm. And the doctor done it with a modern doctor. He only really cares about you if you're uh, a rather cute young lady. Well, that young lady's not young. Yeah. Um, she's no, basically really, yeah. she's Weona yeah. Ryder in Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, old that's Clara, terrible, isn't she? Terrible makeup. Um, and I thought I thought this could have been a good good idea, but of course they couldn't because he had ideas to to bring her back in and this whole nonsense of she's going to be the first companion that's truly killed and all this and I'm bollocks. Did you never meet Adric? No. Um, but yeah, so the Doctor turns up and of course she's old but he can't tell because even though he's been young and old and he's been around humanity for millions of years now uh, he still doesn't he, the joke is that Capaldi's Doctor can't tell whether mm. someone's good looking, ugly, he's got no sense of it. Even though Time Lords are exactly the same physically as humans. Yep. But you can't tell. Um, so, so yeah, it turns out she's old. She's lived a, a lovely life without him. But he never came back to get her. And they have some nice time. But then the Doctor works out that they're still in a dream. I think it would have been nice if it had ended there. That's the yeah. end of Clara's story. 62 years later, you never came back. That's that would it. be great, yeah. I, I, I would have... That's, that's an interesting way to get rid of a companion. Yeah. But no, it's because they, they knew that she hadn't left, didn't it? She was still the companion, and all the, this was just all hype for uh, the papers. Uh, wait um, for behind the scenes. Yeah. No, there are alternative ways they were going to go with that. All right. See if we can piece that together if, in a minute. Because um, she started doing uh, um, Young Victoria, didn't she? About the same and time, wasn't it? Is, yeah, I wonder if it was like, could she get the time off to do Doctor Who as well? Well, um, that's that's pretty much the story over. So, should we talk about yeah. that, right? Yeah. It yeah. says here um, that um, Stephen Moffat, Jenna Coleman, and Peter Capaldi later confirmed that 
Jenner was initially going to leave the series with this episode. So okay. I think it was going to end with her being 62 years older. That would have been great, yeah. Yeah. But it was last-minute lobbying by Capaldi and Moffat which convinced her to stay on for one more series. According to Moffat, the decision was made rather late in the process, perhaps as late as the read-through, wow. resulting in an 11th hour revision to the ending. Now, so if, they just added another Inception layer on yeah, and got themselves out yeah, of it. Yeah, it was another dream. Now, if she had bowed out then, and that was the last we ever saw yeah. of Clara, um, the new companion in this original version of the script was going to be the girl from Andor. Oh, right. Okay. That's why so that's we hear why a bit of her the... backstory, right, and that's yeah, why okay. she's the Rose type, because uh, this is Stephen so, Moffat's yeah. new version of Rose. Yeah, so she's, yeah, she's the young chav. Yeah that Stephen Moffat seemed obsessed with having as a companion. Um, okay, that makes more sense. That's got to be a bit gutting for the girl, though, isn't it? Mm. Get to read through it. I mean, I wonder... I suppose it's... They just wanted to carry on working with Jenna Coleman, perhaps. Yeah, I don't know. maybe. Yeah. Um, other information, of course, in the opening credits, we actually get snow and ice, don't we, on the TARDIS. So yeah. this is a one-off little tweak of the credit yeah, sequence. credit sequence. I don't know how much that costs. I don't think it's really worth it. I mean, if you're, if, if you're just bending down to, uh, you know, pick up your tube of Pringles at that precise <laughs> yeah, moment, you've missed, it, you? you've missed it. So what's the point? Um, this is the third consecutive Christmas special to feature Dan Starkey. Yep. He had previously appeared in his recurring Sontaran role of Strax in The Snowmen, then as both Commander Scar and his unnamed subordinate in The Time of the Doctor. You'd have thought, because he's, he's quite a, a small man, isn't he? You'd have thought Christmas would have been busy season for him. What, he's in Panto somewhere? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, Jenna Coleman, who's yeah. talk about short people, that bit when she's in the corridor with the blackboards... Bloody hell, the way they filmed that, she is quite a small person, isn't yes. she? Yeah, she's, she's Titchy. Uh, five foot nothing, isn't she? Really? Yeah. She's tiny. Yeah. And speaking of her, this is the third consecutive Christmas special to feature Jenna right. Coleman. She previously appeared as a version of Clara in The Snowmen, then as the yeah. original Clara in The Time of the Doctor, and then Last Christmas. All right. Uh, to keep the appearance of Danny Pink a surprise, Samuel Anderson was uncredited in the Radio Times and on the BBC website. And this bit of info, can you see where this was going to be? Where on earth in the story could this be? But Stephen Moffat almost put K-9 in the story. Right. Where on earth would K-9 fit in that? I mean, I, I can think of... you. You could have put it in... You know, the final bit when Clara's old, and that could have been why the Doctor, because she goes, oh, let's include K-9. he's like, what? That was Sarah Jane. Oh, I'm still in a dream. Ah. He could have done it like that, but I don't know where else you would put him. I don't know. Also, I don't... it's just... I, I, You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a big Doctor Who fan, but for God's sake... We don't. Every story, we don't need a thousand and one references and callbacks. No. Nope. Oh Stephen. Yeah. Yes, Stephen. All right. Okay. So these dream crabs yes. are, are bad guys, even though we know naff all about them at the end no. of it than we did at well, the, the beginning. The doctor says they were, uh, and it, but the trouble is, this is all in a dream sequence, so we, it might not be true. The doctor says they were a myth that uh, time, you know, young time lords would be told. 
uh, no one really believed in them and all this sort of thing. But it could all be bollocks, we don't know. Because <laughs> everything about this story takes place in a fictional universe. So, yeah, you can do what yeah. you like, say what you like, don't matter. Why didn't the Doctor think, I'm in the land of fiction? It's a long story. It's a long story. Oh, also, I have horrible, 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 horrible uh, um, thoughts that the new Tenant story with either the master from the land of fiction or the celestial toy maker it's going to be the same mix of utter yeah utter yeah made up because my worry is that all of this this whole 14th doctor is going to be a dream sequence not real and i hate it because it's lazy 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 i hope I've, they don't do it i've only found out today that the reason why old david is back is the new guy, you know, um, yeah. uh, he wasn't available for filming because of other commitments. So yeah. rather than delay, and you can't delay the 60th anniversary, you've got to get yeah. something out for the 60th. This is why, you oh, know, right. you've got this emergency yeah. version. <laughs> uh, 14th Doctor is just so we've got a 60th anniversary in the 60th anniversary yeah. year, you know. But then surely you go J.D. Whittaker... Here's some money. You're on one extra. Story. Stay one more year. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they can't afford it. Yeah. All right. Dream crabs. Then these yes. these these face huggers. These things. What what do you think of their design? This like grey um, blob. Trouble is, other than the fact they're on someone's face, I would not look at one and immediately go, "Aren't they like the face hugger?" Because they're not. They're not. They're they're they're, they're horrible. Like you say, blobby, poorly designed things. I don't know why they open up to show the person's face as well when they're attacking. What are they doing? It's I don't get that. I think it's meant to yeah. uh, make you go, ee, ooh, ee, and all that, but it don't. Than, uh, oh. um, I don't. Like, I don't like the design. I don't think they're scary. Um, I know they perhaps they shied away from trying to make them too much like facehuggers, but then you're in a dream sequence. Why not? Unless I suppose... Yeah. Um, 20th Century Fox would... Oh, they would have slapped them sued, down, wouldn't they? Sued them down, something yeah. horrible. Um, yeah, so design-wise for me... I they, they remind, when you said about Suicide Squad, I thought you were going to say, in the first Suicide Squad, the better Suicide Squad film, um, the bad guys are those peak humans that have been turned into blobby-faced creatures. Yeah. And they look like that to me, like, oh, it, the mask's melted, that'll be fine. Um... If I saw a model of one of these not on someone's face, I wouldn't. I wouldn't jump to the fact that this was one of these crabs. I don't know. I still don't know particularly what they look like. Um, but yeah, design-wise, I'm going to give them a four. I gave them a three. Yeah. All right, so that's three and a half. And uh, yeah, how effective is the um, stunt I think it was, person wearing one? You could have. You could have had. A, in theory, you could have had a good, scary story about this, but. Basically, I think they've been created as a way to go. Well, we we've we want Santa in it. How are we going to do it? And it's progressed from that. Um, they're not scary at all. They're another lumbering walk slowly towards you. Don't reach your hands out to grab someone. No, don't do that. Um, so I'm I'm going to give them a two as effectiveness. That's what I gave them. Yeah. Yeah. That's all we can give them, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's just they're not good. No, no one's no one's ever going to bring them back. I don't think. No. Unless you've, you've got another lazy like writer's room, I don't know. Dream crabs. They don't Dream look like crabs. a crab at all. No. 
All right, that's that's a adversary of two point seven five. It's lucky to get it. Yeah, right. And for that, yeah. uh, that is a placement in the caravan for um, for them, and they share with the Eaters of Light. Who were the okay. Eaters of Light? They were the ones that were under the Scottish uh, mound. Oh yes, the, that was a good one, the, wasn't it? They were the dragons from Outlander. Yeah, yeah that was a Capaldi one. Yeah. Yeah, and then the Chief Caretaker. Oh dear! Wow. Mm. There you go. When you're on when you're on level with uh, Richard Briers doing the comedy Hitler impression. Yeah, that ain't good, you've is hit it? The big time. Haven't you? <laughs> really. <laughs> Uh, okay, all right. Well, that's it. That's our. Yeah. Um, is this our uh, first Christmas story? I think uh, this is no, our. No, we very did. First. No, we did that terrible one with the the, the wooden trees. Oh, of course we did. Remember? Yeah, with the guy Which off of Pointless. Awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have heard the production crew using the old caveat that no one wants a. a, a uh, a hugely involved or really scary story at Christmas, so they've all been a bit fluffer. I think it's just again, that's a lazy excuse. If that, that if shows that's contempt, if that's a BBC attitude, how come yeah. some of the best Dad's Armies were the yeah. Christmas specials? Yeah. The Mon, uh, Morecambe and Wise's yep. Christmas specials. Only fools and horses. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that no, that is bollocks. It's bollocks. It's just. Uh, we can't we can't think of a suitable story as a one-off. Yeah, no, Good that's stuff. nonsense, nonsense. Okay, no, that's it. That's us done with uh, yes. um, 12th Doctor. We're on to the 13th, and normally Ian and I, you know, alternate our um, you know uh, choices of each Doctor, but this time yeah. through mutual consent, and I think it's mainly because it's still relatively fresh in our minds. We're going to talk when we talk 13th doctor next time we're gonna look at her very last story and bid her adieu yeah are we not adieu, yeah um probably a lot to say about it as well because we've we've sort of ruminated and digested it now yeah you know i, I was gonna say the um the the sort of the instant reaction of being overwhelmed by how great it was has worn off but <laughs> that, that was never the case uh yeah so yeah. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got multi-doctors, multi-aliens. We've got multi-plots. Rasputin. Multi-stories. Yeah, multi-stories. Yeah, it's a shame one of them wasn't you know, the main story and made we're, sense. We're going to have to see which of the minor stories we would much rather have been the... Um, yes, the, the, yeah. the actual episode. Yes, yeah. All right. So, yeah, so, something a little bit different for next time. So, yes. uh, yeah, join us for that in the new year, because when this comes out, of course, it'll be 2023, the yeah. year of the... the anniversary year of the Doctor. So Yeah, the 60th anniversary year. Bloody hell. Mm. Don't that make me feel old. I just, yeah, it's shocking. It? It's all right for you. You weren't born when Doctor Who no, came true, out. Yeah. I was one when the Doctor came Blimey. out. Yeah. Do you know what? I can remember when uh, the 20th anniversary rolled round, and I thought, how can a show last 20 years? This is amazing. <laughs> and that's now 40 years ago. Yeah. It is madness. 40 years. Longleat was 40 years ago. I can't believe it. You know, um, um, Quite often, I'll, I'll dig out an old comic yeah. of mine, out my comic boxes, yeah. right? And it'll be like, I don't know, a, a, an issue of Batman or something. And it's like from 1981. And it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> How many years ago was this? It's, dear, uh, oh dear. It's, uh, it is shocking, isn't it? It does make you feel old. Time moves ever on. Yes. yes. Yeah. 
Okay, listener, um, yeah, join us next time then. Um, and uh, yeah, all right, uh, that's okay. it. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> right. See you then, Ian. Thanks, right. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.